welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, and gentlemen, thought we would have a different kind of show today following yesterday's debacle in Mexico City. But then, Bo, news broke about two hours ago from the Arizona Republic's, I believe, Bob McManaman reporting that Former now offensive line coach Sean Kugler has been fired by the Arizona Cardinals following an incident, an incident that took place Sunday night in Mexico City. That's as much as I know. But what do you know, Bo? You were just at the facility with the Cardinals just a few hours ago. Yeah, this is an incident that had nothing to do with Sean Kugler and as far as his coaching goes and the struggles of an offensive line that for the second straight week had to start four or five guys that were not starters previous to the start of the season. Sean Cougar was not relieved for the the lack of production from his group or the he was run game coordinator. This was something that happened off the field, according to multiple reports. You know, Bobby Mack reported for AZ Central that this this went down Sunday night and Kugler was not with the team for the massacre that happened Monday night with the 49ers just rolling them. Kugler actually was sent home earlier in the day. It was interesting. We talked to Cliff Kingsbury in his weekly press conference following the game, just kind of catching up with him. And Josh Weinfuss of ESPN.com asked uh, Cliff before this report surfaced if there was any co- changes coming to the coaching staff. And he said point blank, no. And then the report surfaced 30 minutes later. And I, sources that I tapped into as far as why Cliff didn't mention anything about that is because they're going through the whole process of relieving Sean Kugler of his duties and everything that goes into that as you have to deal, obviously, with a, with a company, an organization in the Arizona Cardinals. They just have to, you know, cross their T's, dot their I's. And, and this is something that, you know, maybe could potentially turn into a legal situation. But anytime anybody's fired and it's on what we can't speculate on when the grounds are, but it was uh, unceremoniously, you know, I'm sure that they have to make sure that they've got uh, everything in order, but it, it still is strange that he just outright said no. But the Arizona Cardinals' most well-respected coach—I don't think any of you guys will disagree with that, right? Was Sean no. Kugler is sent packing. It's the second coach that's had an off-the-field incident, including their running backs coach back uh, in May, uh, who hasn't been with the team all season long. I mean, the hits keep coming for this organization, guys, and it's—it's just—it's it, a flaming portalette of a, of, a, of a team right now. Yeah, guys, it's sad, sad, sad. I mean, every aspect. I mean, we haven't even touched. I mean, it's so bad right now. We haven't even touched on the Monday night debacle that we all witnessed yesterday. But to have two coaches depart your team for unfortunate circumstances, I mean, it just doesn't – it's not a good look. And as we always talk about, Johnny Bo, optics are everything in this business. And to your point about – being a, a multi-billion dollar organization that is, a you know, any NFL franchise in the National Football League, there's going to be legal, there's going to be human resources that they all have to make sure that they're very meticulous in this process. And, you know, uh, it, it's unfortunate that it transpired and one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, and, and I know, I believe one of you guys tweeted, who, who's the next man up uh, in, in, in Kugler's absence? I'm not. I'm not sure, Bo. Do you know the answer to that? Yeah, I, I'm not sure as <laughs> far as who the assistant offensive line coach is, but 
You know, Sean. Do you Kugler have one was, of those guys on staff? Yeah, do they, you, they do. I mean, and and Kugler was a guy that was a he was he was a rising star in this organization. I mean, they were they were making personnel moves on. You know, did you have a history with Sean Kugler? Will Hernandez was having arguably his best season as a pro after rejoin his former college coach as, as they worked together at UTEP, in which made Will Hernandez kind of a draft darling before he became kind of a draft bust. I mean. This is one thing's clear with this Kug- this Kugler situation is the collaboration, like the understanding of doing what's necessary to win at any means necessary. It's nowhere to be found in this organization. They can't get out of their own way. They can't get their coaches on their sidelines. They're having things that are preventing their players from getting the training camp. You know, it, it's it's one incident after the other. Mexico City, Johnny, was clearly not viewed as a business trip for all the guys in this organization as one guy was sent home. Yeah, party time, right? I want to get to a comment here from Breedle03, and I think this is is something I wanted to bring up. Uh, He states, how can we hold Kugler accountable by firing, but Kime got six weeks suspension for a DUI? So number one, we don't know if it's a DUI or not. We were talking to Damon off-air. And there's a, a good chance that none of the coaches had rental cars. They Ubered. They had paid travel. Um, and so I'm going to speculate right now that if it if it had been a DUI, it I would assume he gets suspended. Probably is suspended indefinitely. I don't know that for certain. But to your point, Vito, like if we're if we're taking Michael Bidwell face value here, and Kimes obviously holds a much higher position than Sean Kugler, but to Bo's point. Sean Kugler has been promoted multiple times with this franchise and they, they did not want to get rid of Sean Kugler, the coach. So I, if I had to guess, I would say it was something else than, than a DUI or something like that. Driving under the influence, DWI, but we don't know for sure. Um, so we're not going to speculate further, but it had to be bad enough where the team just goes, nope, you're gone. I mean, James Saxon had domestic charges brought to him and was placed on administrative leave. He, he hasn't been fired yet. I think he's still getting paychecks. Like Sean Kugler is no longer with this organization following what happened Sunday night. And here's what I also will say is it, the reaction then becomes, well, we're going to find out on a hard knocks. Are we going to find out? Because I mean, you guys like kind of famously know now that the, the Eno <laughs> Benjamin situation was a thing and then it wasn't a thing. And why isn't it a thing anymore? And we're not supposed to get answers on that. I don't think there's a guarantee that we hear about this on hard knocks, which I mean, think of that what you will. Uh, regarding that show, I know we're going to be covered tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening after it airs, but the Cardinals have a culture problem. They thought, and I tweeted this out, willingly signing up for in-season hard knocks was a good idea to showcase their culture, to showcase how far they've come. We've got this young hotshot quarterback and this head coach and the GM. We just extended them. It literally could not go any worse. Half the team is injured. The franchise quarterback is being mocked and ridiculed on national broadcasts. If you watch the ESPN pre-show last night, you go to Mexico City, you have 10% of the fans, you're blown out, right? You have incident after incident after incident. And now probably, I would say, had Cliff Kingsbury been fired, we all just would have agreed Vance would have taken the interim. But like Sean Kugler was probably first in line to, to run the offense. Now Sean Kugler is gone, and this team sitting at four and seven, Bo, is in a position where they're just trying to, to take it day by day. I don't know how they survive literally the rest of the season because it seems like every other week we get something like this. Yeah, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I, I, I kind of feel for Cliff Kingsbury because 
as far as the privilege of getting the coach or play in this league, it, it's lost on a lot of the guys in that organization. You, like you would think that the, the amount of money that you're getting to be a part of this game would be enough to, to keep you, uh, you know, out of trouble. And it, and it's not. And then Cliff Kingsbury has to go to professionals and pretty much, I mean, he has to, he has to drop the hammer. He should have dropped the hammer long time ago. And it's, it's unfortunate because you think that this team coming off a playoff appearance the previous season that they had kind of in their sights, what they wanted to accomplish. And it, it doesn't seem like that's the goal of, of too, too far too many people as far as the, the coaching staff goes and how the players go. I mean, to your point, as far as what hard knocks is going to show or what it won't show is they're putting this organization's now putting, you know, a, a pretty proud institution in NFL films in a position for a second straight week that if they omit this, they're going to be looked at as an NFL. And I think Dan Bickley said it pretty well, like an NFL propaganda machine at this point. Yeah, a I mean, if, if, if you're just kind of glossing over the bad parts and only showing the good parts to, and, and they are good, like the, the Buda Baker stories and the stories that need to be told, that's great. But if, if you're also not looking at the, the, tough part of this game and the ugly side of this game you're not telling the entire story and that's what people liked about this hard knocks is is the transparency and the glimpse inside the nfl game damien well guys i think at times people tend to fixate on these professional athletes you know myself you know a long time ago was one as well and they hold them on this pedestal and i think that they forget though to your earlier point that just because these guys make hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars in certain contexts, that they're not human and they're not susceptible to, you know, make, making bad decisions, right? I mean, if it, we, I don't know about Sean Kugler's background. I'm not even going to pretend to speculate what happened. However, yeah. it just looks bad on all fronts, right? The fact that you want to keep things consistent, you want to, you want it to be fair. But we all know, as three grown men, life isn't fair. You know, that's not how it goes. And to some that we just, we talk about this on the show about uh, about Rondell Moore being in a position versus Greg Dortch. Every time Greg Dortch gets the opportunity, he shines. But anytime Rondell Moore is healthy, he goes to the sideline. And the same thing is applicable here with, you know, this this coaching environment. You know, people talk about, you know, holding, you know, Steve Kahn accountable. Steve Kahn is a human. And I guarantee you more than anything, he wants this Cardinals organization to shine. And I think to you guys' point about being transparent and wanting that, I, I as you talked about, yeah, there's some great stories. And I think the cinematography in the, in the music that they play behind the scenes is great. We all buy in, we're all entrenched in everything, you know, that is, is bird, bird gang, right? Arizona Cardinals football. But at the same point, you don't want to lose the credibility with the viewers and the people that knows, you know, that people like that are in the know that pay attention, that read the tweets that have a pulse to the team. And you want to know exactly what happened. And obviously the, you know, Benjamin situation, there is no, you know, uh, film of that, but this Kugler, you know, being highly visible as a, you know, O-line coach. And he, he had a huge part of the last show, you know, mm -hmm. in his relationship with, you know, some young guys playing. So I don't know how that cannot be a part moving forward unless they just don't want it to be. And it, it just shows a bad, you know, face for their, for the NFL as a, as a, as the shield as a whole guys. Yeah. And I've been a big Michael Bidwell supporter in years prior, I, I've been on the record multiple times saying I feel like this organization with him as the owner can win the Super Bowl. And while I still feel that way, he's got to take a look in the mirror and just rethink everything because it's not only in season, dating back to the offseason. I mean, it's the issues with 
Hollywood Brown getting a speeding ticket, the issues with James Saxton. They they were in the news for all the wrong reasons over the course of the offseason. And it was disappointing. And 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 then you've got, you know, the stuff with Kyler's contract, which isn't, you know, a legal issue. Uh, no one was arrested for that. It wasn't anything like domestic violence, but it's still embarrassing. Like, and I think that that is what frustrates Cardinal fans the most when you want to have it contextualized on hard knocks. It's like, hey, don't try to spoon fed me stuff that like I know is not real. I follow this team. We cover this team. Mm-hmm. Like we know what this team is right now. Don't sugarcoat us. Just give us transparency. And I hope that they do, Bo, tomorrow. I hope we get an honest assessment of what's going on. We'll see. We know that the Cardinals have some authority as to what airs and what doesn't airs, and they've been lockstep, the, the HBO films, with Kime and, and uh, Michael Bidwell. But, man, you, you have an offensive coach, a respected coach, who on the hierarchy of coaches is, is second and third in line behind Cliff Kingsbury, have to be fired because you go to Mexico City, and it's not like – Mike McCoy was once fired after an embarrassing performance on Thursday Night Football, and it was a long time coming. And Mike McCoy, say what you want about him, had been a head coach in this league, well-respected, just wasn't getting it done anymore. Sean Coogler, I mean, for all the issues up front, like has done a pretty good job developing young players. Josh Jones, DJ Humphreys has really turned the corner since he arrived. You know, I think he's a big catalyst for these veterans that had been playing well before injury. And then what he did with Lacidi Smith last week, we saw that up close and personal, the relationship he had with Kelvin Beecham. Like he's seen by all accounts, a beloved coach for him to get fired in a blink of an eye, because that's what this is. Because if Mm -hmm. there was, if there was any gray area, we've seen it with this franchise, they would stretch it. They would say suspension, leave, we'll revisit this to fire him so abruptly has me thinking that this could be much larger than any of us even, you know, contextualize right now, you know, two hours after the fact. But, but guys, due to the legal ramifications, you know, I'm just thinking, big, you know, macro big picture here, you know, they may be hesitant to show that right now, right? Just given the nature that everything happened, as well, you mentioned, yeah, both I, crossing their but teeth. But you got to talk about it. You got to bring it up. You can't ignore it completely. Right. We got our GM, Saul Bookman, joining us here on the podcast, wants to join in with his thoughts on Cooler being dismissed on Monday morning. Honestly, guys, you know, I, I wanted to jump on here because the more you think about it and the more you look at this organization, um, obviously people are going to blame Kime. But I also I just think that it, it's Cliff's responsibility to really build this program the way he sees fit in terms of the the overall um, approach to things. And because of his lackadaisical kind of approach and the lack of accountability, the generic talk um, that we see from every press conference that we've ever seen from him um, and very much kind of trying to be like a buddy, buddy kind of coach with all these players. Um, everybody, including the coaches has basically taken advantage and not in the most positive of ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, that's the thing what you, that I that's keep coming right. back to because before, before Cliff, you had Bruce Arians, or and and before um, Steve Wilkes, you had Bruce Arians. Okay, Bruce Arians was tougher than Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, Kime was still the GM, and there was things that happened, but again, I it just didn't feel like it was as loosey goosey as it is right now. And it seems like every single week there's an issue with this franchise. So I just, I to me, at the end of the day, you need a professional coach is what you need. You need a professional coach that keeps everybody accountable. And, and, and if Kime has to go too, then Kime needs to go too. Uh, to me, uh, at the end of the day, I think they both need to go. 
Yeah, I mean, if Cliff goes, you can't have Kime hire his fourth coach in his tenure. Tenure, I mean, that that would be absurd. Really, really good stuff from Saul. And as far as Cliff, I mean, I said I I kind of feel for the guy in the sense that he the expectation of of his his coaches and his players being professional and they can't even do that, you know, as an indictment on him is, is pretty absurd. But after incident after incident after incident, at some point you just have to say, guys, what the fuck's going on here? I mean, keep your keep your keep your head down, stay out of trouble, and focus on what's important. We're a struggling team. We've got to figure it out, you know, in in practice. We got to figure it out in games. We're getting blown out on primetime TV, and then Michael Bidwell is going to see this too. I mean, you you see it with the Tennessee Titans. They have a big win on primetime, and their OC gets banged for a DUI coming home. That's a little bit more forgivable because of why? Because the team is in a complete dumpster fire. I mean, right. you see all the issues with Andy Reid and his coaches, his son, complete just embarrassing situation. But right. the team is able to figure it out. But this team is not. And they don't have well, that they don't, their hat on. The common denominator is two guys, Andy Reid, right? And uh, what's his name for Tennessee? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. The Cardinals don't have an elite head coach, right? A lot of people think they have a below average head coach. I just want to clarify the point I made earlier. James Saxon, I, I forgot about this, is actually no longer with the team after pleading guilty in early October, he resigned from the Cardinals. So he's not part of the Cardinals anymore. But there was a gap of about two and a half months where he was still employed by the team um, while he was facing charges of domestic battery. Sean Kugler let go immediately, not placed on leave, not suspended. He's gone. So uh, this this entire thing, I mean, they're in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and his potential availability here in a little bit. But, I mean, like, it, it seems kind of ridiculous that were, I don't know, nitpicking Kyler Murray or, you know, I took, you know, account to to the fact that he didn't play and I'm frustrated. I want him to play. But it's just like, if I'm Kyler Murray, right, and I've hitched my wagon to this franchise, yeah, and they're paying me handsomely. But it's also like, come on, guys, get, get your stuff together. This is who you are. This is who you are before I got here, and it's who you are after the fact. And it's the only person I do believe that Michael Bigwell has to be able to put his arms around moving forward as a, as a part of this franchise with him lockstep because his contract is not movable. I think a lot of us feel like he's part of the solution, not the problem. You can move off of Cliff and Kime January, Black Monday, and you can start a new era of Cardinal football. I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of message it sends to the fan base because I'm not somebody that, that preaches fire this guy, do this, cut somebody loose. But I, what message does it send other than status quo if you allow Kime and Cliff to continue running this franchise when this is what we get? Not only five, you've lost five of seven, uh, five of uh, seventeen. So you're five and twelve in your last seventeen, which is an entire season now, twenty nine percent winning percentage. But also you're in the tabloid tabloids. You're making headlines, da, for all the wrong reasons. Just it's it's an easy decision if you're Michael Bidwell, yeah, or at least it should it, be. It, Johnny, Bo, but the writing's been on the wall. I mean, we've seen these type of outbursts by, you know, certain players, you know, Kyler on national television, you know, telling, you know, his coach, you know, calm down, but, you know, a little bit yeah. more animated than I am right now. And just those situations you don't see with, you know, quality programs. And I want, and I, and in all due respect, because the Cardinals gave me a chance, and I believe that Michael's trying to do everything that he can to make this team a winner. Sometimes you lose. You know, I think that sometimes that you go with your gut and you want to hire, you know, someone that you've had an established relationship. Like, Kyle grew up in the organization. You know, I mean, that's that has happened. And he, 
higher cliff. And I'm willing to believe, I believe it was in the chat a little bit earlier, I'm sure that he had more of a part in establishing Cliff's, you know, coaching staff than Cliff did. I mean, you know, he was a college coach, probably had some connections. However, you know, I'm sure that Kyle played a part doing what he does. And just to see those little pieces of the foundation breaking, you know, Kyler outbursts, players, you know, getting in trouble, you know, coaches, uh, you know, in the news when you're not supposed to be, not for other things other than coaching. I think that that shows that the team needs discipline and accountability. And, and, to, and to Saul's point a little bit earlier, that's what B.A. was. One of his first times ever seeing him coach, he was holding Larry Fitzgerald accountable. You know, a guy that had been the multiple, pro, you know, Pro Bowls, a guy that was a perennial All-Pro. He's talking to Larry Fitzgerald as if he's a first-year player. And to see that type of mentality, that type of structure, that d- demand for excellence, I think is needed. And I think that Cliff is in a situation where he's trying to be too cool in certain certain situations rather than holding players accountable. And I think that we saw a little bit of that, uh, you know, in, in the media yesterday of that emotion of guys like Buda Baker, you know, saying that players quit. I mean, you don't quit on one unless you want to. and You don't quit for coaches that yeah. you care about. And to see that and hear that from a guy like Buda, Buda Baker was, you know, it was it was definitely disappointing. The last thing I'm going to add to this is just that this isn't something that Cliff can change. Like he, he, you can't go from easy breezy to hard ass in an instant. No. It, 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 it becomes over time, and with Kyler specifically, and where everybody's everybody's got their two cents on Kyler. With Kyler specifically, that that ship has sailed. That ship has absolutely sailed. When your quarterback comes off the field and says you need to calm down, like imagine him saying that shit to like a Sean Payton. Imagine him saying some shit like that to uh, Bill Belichick or somebody to like Mike that. Like, it would have never happened because they set the tone from the very start that, hey, I'm the one that's in charge. I can see what's going on on the field a little bit better than you because I have a, a better view or whatever the case may be. And I'm, I'm running this ship. You were the captain, but I'm the one that's running everything else. Shut up and, and, and do your job and do it the right way. And when you don't, you're going to get called out. And I don't think that's ever happened with Kyler. Uh, he's, he's a player's coach to a fault. I mean, and we're seeing that. And, and when things go awry and, and things get tough and tough conversations need to be had with not only players, but coaches or front office members, he's not willing to do that. And when you have, you know, a, a coach, when you want to be, you want to take on the responsibility of being one of those 32, 32 coaches, I mean, you know, you have to be able to have those tough conversations. You have, you, you can't be everybody's friend. You can't like, I'll tell you, I mean, just look at Bill Belichick. The guy's an absolute curmudgeon to, to the definition. Uh, but you know, people respect him. And when he, when he's upset with somebody or somebody steps out of line, they know they're going to hear from him. I don't think there's that fear or just that understanding in this organization with Cliff Kingsbury, unfortunately. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, it, and these guys are, are taking advantage of that. I mean, it, it's costing them now. I mean, it, it can go from whatever the incident is that happened Sunday night with Kugler to something as small as having, uh, being upset and, and voicing your displeasure and your diminishing role like we saw with Eno Benjamin the previous week. It, it's it's pretty crazy. Where do you guys feel as far as this organization starting to have, uh, you know, I mean, we don't know what's alleged of, of Kugler and led to his firing, but this organization willing to just cut bait as far as guys who are stepping out of line most recently. I wonder if that's if that's Michael Bidwell's way. Because it says Cliff fired him. Cliff didn't fire Sean Kugler. Like, Michael Bidwell fired Sean Kugler. Cliff ran it up the flagpole, we would assume. 
uh, and and got it approved or denied or whatever by by Michael Bidwell. If I'm a Cardinal fan and I'm hoping for change after the season, I, I would take this as the, this maybe Michael Bidwell views this situation as unsalvageable because if you're going to fire Sean Kugler, who let's again put everything off the field aside, he's your best position coach on the team. He's an integral part of what you want to do. He's had a ton of success here. You're you're telling yourself. I'm going to cut bait with a guy now because I know in maybe six weeks from now, everybody will be gone. That's that's how I am choosing to read this. Cliff Kingsbury is still the overwhelming favorite, along with Nathaniel Hackett, according to multiple sites. I just checked again to be the next head coach fired. I don't think any of us expect it until Black Monday, if it happens, come January. But I read that DA as Michael Bidwell says, if, if it's bad enough, which it sounds like it is, what's the point? You're gone and then I'm cleaning house in January regardless. I just knowing the Cardinals organization intimately, I mean, it had to be something egregious. You know, Michael is a guy that's going to, you know, hear the story, you know, be compassionate and do everything that he can to protect, you know, the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL Shield. So I, I from, from given, again, my personal experience, I think it had to be something that you couldn't, you know, help. You couldn't get behind, and that's why it was so abrupt. So I think that's why we're hearing about it. And just given corporations, that's why I'm assuming, Bo, we didn't hear, you know, Cliff say anything about it in the press conference, and nor probably could he, right? I mean, that was his direction, you know, from the top. But I just think that Cardinals fans are disappointed because we're talking more about, you know, off the field shit than we are on the field shit. And I think when you're doing that, you know that you're in a bad place and you never want to be, you know, in the fans heart or the fans mind talking about, you know, shit that doesn't have to do with football. And I think that's the most frustrating aspect of, you know, we could talk about the O-line industry, you know, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're on national television, you know, unfortunately you get embarrassed and then coupled with the fact that you had a head coach have to leave early and he's been dismissed and relieved of his duties. It just doesn't look bad as a whole. And I think the only thing that can help the current uh, environment situation team, you know, including Kyler is a coach that's just going to hold him accountable and be, you know, real with them. Because I just think that when you get too, I don't want to call it get too close, but when you, you have that type of relationship, you, you, you almost it's like you're talking to your buddy, not your coach. And you have to have yeah. those roles clearly defined. Yeah. Right. So it's not you could you could positively take constructive criticism in order to ascend and be great. And when you don't have that mutual respect there, I think that's lost. And, you know, to Saul's point a little bit earlier, I don't know if that and I don't think as well that that's sal- salvageable right now, guys. No, I, I mean, you could you couldn't have made this, you know, poor decision, whatever it may be. And we're not going to speculate. This isn't like a trade. This isn't anything where we're just going to be like, OK, well, maybe this might have. I mean, we're talking about somebody who was dismissed from an organization in a matter of, of hours and sent home when the Arizona Cardinals were there as ambassadors of the NFL in Mexico City, something that they are th- this this league is proud of with all these international games. And the Arizona Cardinals, one, didn't perform, hold up their end of the bargain as far as the game goes, and tr- and making it an interesting game and holding an audience and, and making that you know as far as the performance good. And then we find out that they were they were not well behaved off the field as well. I mean that's. That's strike one, two, and three right there for this Cardinals organization. And I can tell you, Michael Bidwell, that's that's where you're really going to get his attention. Unfortunately, it takes stuff like this, it, several knocks on the head, like, hey, pay attention, dummy. We, let's let's look at this, and, and let's pay attention to where this organization is being led right now. They gave up a home game for that last night. And again, then, we, we talked about this at nauseam yesterday. I had people in my DMs and my mentions like, well, Johnny, they get the Super Bowl. 
the Super Bowl is about State Farm Stadium. It is not about the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have a brand and a culture problem. You had an opportunity They're as far from the Super Bowl as you could possibly be. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, and if 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 it was spun that well, you could have a home game in the Super Bowl where your offseason basically told all your fans, nope, we're not going to be contenders this year. And we're seeing it come to fruition now. This team right now could not have had a worse performance in Mexico City on and off the field for the first time in 15 years. And if I'm the NFL and I see this go down, maybe I have the Niners play somebody else because I see the Cardinals now, they're mm. not a draw in Mexico City. 10% of that crowd last night, which by the way, they had to work hard to find a Cardinal fan, the the, the couple that we found in the crowd. Hey, Burger and Travel was there, Johnny. Burger yeah, and that's Travel true. Was we love Tyler. That was the ten percent right yeah, there. That's that right. right. <laughs> then your franchise quarterback elects not to play, but he's sprinting up and down the field, mm-hmm. and then it's a, it's an unwatchable second half. And then you have a your offensive line coach can't behave himself clearly, and something egregious happens, and he gets fired. And you're making headlines, and this will get picked up in Mexico City and the newspapers down south, and it's going to be an embarrassment for the NFL. Why would the NFL invite you back to do this? And then it just is, it's compounded by the fact that a lot of people then pointed out, Johnny, well, they can't win at home anyway. And it just goes round and round. Yeah. It's, they gave up a home game, but they can't win at home. <laughs> I, if you're Michael Bidwell, it's like, what, what more evidence do you need? Like, I, I, I thought Cliff Kingsbury liked the hire, right? It hasn't worked out recently. Kime is going to go down as the winningest GM in franchise history, in part because he's been employed a super long time. Like to your point, Bo, if you need any, I don't know what, how much more evidence you could get yeah. that this is not working. It's tough. I mean, there, there was a there was a ton of evidence that showed that he deserved to stay on as his head coach, even after the debacle in Los Angeles or Inglewood in the wild card round of the playoffs last year, where the Rams just just crushed him. Right? Here, I mean, here, a lot of yeah, absolutely. Here, here, you look at everything here, as far yeah. as you know improvements and wins over two and a half each and every season. The offense improved in every major statistical category up until now. But now you've seen like everybody who was skeptical about that, they seem to be validated as far as how this season's gone. And that and that's that's unfortunate. But then the organization, I don't know if it was part of the negotiation tactic with Kyler Murray and his agent, who also has the same representation as Cliff Kingsbury for the extension, but why people were kind of smacking their head when they saw that that went down back in February when everybody was at the combine. And, and Cliff and, and Kime, they get those extensions. And now, you know, you're, you're staring down, if you're Michael Bidwell, a big, big check uh, of, that he's going to have to cut if he wants to cut bait with the head coach. Johnny Bo, do you think it's a situation where the Cardinals hopped on a trend late or were trying to be too smart, right? You saw McVay, you saw Shanahan, and where they were like, hey, we're going to go and find this trendy coach that can they wanted the opposite of steve wilkes they wanted an offensive young hotshot coach that was a player's coach because steve wilkes was a hard ass and and the optics were not good i think you're spot on damien but but hold on guys jalen blair has some you know some uh, some poignant in the chat and he's like hey kyler never you know chose cliff you know when he recruited him and i get that but you know it kind of worked out in the pros does kyler still go number one overall if Cliff is not the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, I don't probably not. I, I mean, yeah, probably not. I think the Arizona Cardinals understood that they had kind of put themselves in a tough situation to be an appealing franchise after going, you know, uh, BA retires, right? And then you've right. got they they bring on Wilkes. That's a complete disaster. They set him up for 
like he couldn't succeed with that roster. And then he's he's sent he's one and done. People are like, okay, we're gonna have a, a GM come in here, and he's gonna hire his third head coach, and we're, I'm gonna have to be successful under him. And I could be just get one season crack at it. I mean, that was a tough position for them to be in, and that's why the candidates was like Cliff Kingsbury, a guy who was 35 and 40 at the college level. I mean, it, it was not deep as far as who they were looking for. Just awful, awful situation continuing to come out of Tempe and Glendale. It surrounds this organization, the Arizona Cardinals, at four and seven after just being massacred on Monday night football. But let's talk about some good games. How about the World Cup? We had an electric time hanging out at Four Peaks. We had the U.S. play to a draw against Wales yesterday. We had Mexico. We had our watch party this morning, which had an incredible breakfast buffet we had the beer specials the giveaways guest appearances we had rising head coach out there three dollar kit lifters three dollar wow pints continue as our watch parties continue up next it's the u.s again taken on england it's a black friday match with festivities starting at 11 then you've got mexico versus argentina you got lionel messi they're going to try to bounce back from a big loss today the next day at 11 a.m the atmosphere incredible register for your free tickets you can get your free shot uh, to go see any watch party at Four Peaks with us and PHNX, hanging out, watching these games. There was a the, the cars were parked down all the way on Eighth Street to McClintock. It was unreal. Get your spot now. You can register, get your seat, get your beer, get your food, get that atmosphere at Four Peaks with PHNX. Also, let's talk about OGs. Let's let's relax a little bit. Let's hang out, talk about OGs. All their products are incredible, including their new Sleep Time Gummy which is aqua berry flavor. It helps you get to sleep and stay to sleep. If you're not looking for something to help you with your sleep time, let's look at all their other products. They've got the fruits. They've got all the delicious flavors. You can check them out online, ogsbrands.com, O-G-E-E-Z, brands.com, your favorite flavors, including orange creamsicle. You've got yourself uh, at your local dispensary. Go check it out. Find some OGs. Got to be 21 years or older. Also find them on Instagram as well, at ogsbrands. We continue the discussion here with Sean Kugler, uh, released by the Arizona Cardinals, abruptly fired after an incident on Sunday. Uh, and again, we, we had a rundown built out today. We were going to talk about Kyler Murray. Will he or won't he play? Bo, I know you had a chance to connect with Cliff Kingsbury at the Tempe facility for the Arizona Cardinals. And, I, you know, you look at the, the, the viewpoint of this team now. And, I, Dee, I want to bring up something that you talked about that I think is now a sub-bullet to this. Buda Baker calling out teammates for essentially quitting at the end of last night's game. And it's one thing to be out schemed, which they were. It's one thing to be out physical with the talent that San Francisco possessed and the Cardinals did not. But you watch that fourth quarter in the end of the third quarter, guys were making business decisions for the Arizona Cardinals choosing not to tackle and wrap up. Uh, you compound that with everything else that's going on with this team. It is not a good look for a team that's attempting now to fill up a stadium come Sunday against the L.A. Chargers. No. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, no. I mean, that's just all I can say. I mean, it just all looks bad, Johnny. I mean, from, from every aspect, when you have the number one, the heartbeat of this team, granted it could be J.J. Watt, but I think it's paramount that everyone saw it as Buda Baker. I mean, everyone could – you know, gravitate towards Buddha, the, the type of heart 
in love that he plays, energy that he plays with his game, you know, battling in, in injuries, showing he, he Buddha is what a football player looks like. You know, to have yeah. that, you know, the, the the leg, the ankle injury and then come back from it, you know, three days he's not playing and you just see the heart that he has. So, you know, that he wears his emotions on his sleeve to be five, nine and to be all pro safety in the National Football League. I'm just going to tell you guys, you got to be special. So everything that he says, like I take it face value and he looks like he's very transparent with his emotions. So to he to, to hear him say that, I believe that, you know, all is lost right now. I mean, in, in terms if you have Buda Baker calling out teammates on, you know, Cameron Cox, let's, you know, show him some love here. That's what we do. Yeah. Here. We acknowledge, you know, people were there, you know, channel 12 uh, for, for getting that interview, but to have him call players out, you know, that we live in the social media world. So everything's going to be tweeted and shared and everything that it, that it was. I think that was his message to the team, you know, like, Hey guys, like, Hey, like, as you guys said, there were some business decisions made and that shit isn't okay. We're not going to win games if that's how we proceed. We're not. We're not going to move forward like we want to be and be competitive and be a you know powerhouse in the NFC West. If you have your number one player calling out other teammates on a game on national television, it's just not a good look. I mean, it's why you have Bill Davis, the linebackers coach, uh, on Hard Knocks, saying if we had you know ten other Buda Bakers on the defense, you know that's what we're looking for for somebody to match Buda Baker's energy. And, you know, you, you like that he sets that expectation, not only for himself, but for his teammates. It just sucks that it, that that's not being answered. It's not resonating. I, I know that that game was out of hand and, and going up against Kittle with his size and speed is probably not something that you want to do. The business decision, the, the way to describe it, that's hilarious. And, and I completely understand it is, is somebody I I'm not getting in on that. Right. But uh, as far as what these guys and what they're paid to do. You, you you love it. You love what you've seen from Buda Baker, and he's probably one of the lone bright spots remaining in this entire thing right now, especially the last couple of weeks. So you you know he talks the talk. You know he walks the walk. You know you, you saw the the passionate you know nearly in tears, uh, him pleading with his team to recover right, to get right, to watch film, to to do everything possible to to change the direction of this team and, and that was losing and and it, it's still even having Buda Baker there and on the field and playing with a bum ankle isn't enough for these guys to to kind of take on that mentality of Buddha and, and Bo uh, that's why I feel like it's not enough Johnny yeah. and Bo that's it you know to have just you know you can't have every episode of hard knocks be about Buddha's heart <laughs> right like it, it just can't be but to me, that's why it feels like it's, you know, it's a lost cause and it's not enough. When you have, as you mentioned, the, the when you drop a football player and all the characteristics that you want to have in them, a, a person that's willing to sacrifice their body at any given moment to make a play. And we've seen that. There's evidence. You see action items of Buddha doing it every Sunday, Saturday, whatever it is, Monday night football game. He's sacrificing his body for the betterment of his team. And that's what he believes in. And when you don't see that or, or players gravitate towards that and collectively join with him and give that maximum effort, you know, that starts that resonates from the top. And I think that you need a, a pure leader or a guy that can or coach that can, you know, direct the players and hold them all accountable and, and keep them you know, motivated and focused and have that type of accountability. And I remember when Denny Green was here, he talked about, you know, this is a wide open town, you know, good and bad. And, you know, Arizona is a great place to live, but it's a wide open town, good and bad. A lot of stuff, stuff can happen out here. Nothing happens good after 10 o'clock, you know, or between 10 and I, I forgot the hours, but between 10, 10 and about, you know, 
5 a.m. In, in the streets of Arizona so or Mexico City. Brian makes a good point. If you quit, that means the coach has lost the room, meaning what we anticipated with Sean Kugler, what Saul Bookman said. Like, there, there is no, up until this point, there is no um, indication that you know, you'll be reprimanded. There's no fear of disciplinary actions. You feel like, I can take a few plays off. We're getting blown out. Who cares, right? And it's, I, I don't want to use the word quit, but last night, I mean, it, it, we were teetering on that point in the second half. I mean, anybody who was watching that game was like, can this game be over? Because they don't seem interested in tackling. They don't seem interested in, in completing the play uh, until the whistle. I want to play another game. We played it yesterday on the show. I think we it bears repeating now uh, even more so. Um, and we'll probably do this every week. Uh, so buckle up. How many more losses will it take for Cliff Man. Kingsbury to not be the coach of this team in January? They have six games left. Uh, they are four and seven. What will it take, Bo? How many wins? How many losses for Cliff Kingsbury to not be employed by this franchise 24 hours later now that we have a coaching removal from the team? I think, and this is based off of how I, I believe the organization's being run and what the thought process of, of a Bidwill who seems more, uh, more, more inclined to keep Cliff and get rid of him. I, I think that probably... The breaking point would be going one and five, right? Obviously, zero and six. I think that that cements his fate and ends yeah. things right there. But uh, I don't think it's a lot. It, it just doesn't seem seem to be something that is as dire as, as the fan base is, is wants it to be. Um, you know, they they look at the entire resume and they're going to make their case for Cliff, and then they're going to look at this as maybe. The, the outlier where you think this is just something that was was bound to happen. So, yeah, I, th I think that it's got to be something brutal, like 0-6, 1-5. Yeah, guys, I, I think it's regardless of how they – I mean, don't get me wrong, if they go out, you know, guns a-blazing and they're, you know, 350 yards passing, 90 to 100 yards rushing, and the offense just has a complete 180, sure. But I just think given – Everything that we've talked about up to this point, the lack of production offensively, not finding any remedies to the, the holes that there are defensively and stopping the run, stopping tight end, tight ends, and just the growth of Kyler Murray or, or lack thereof, right, at that yeah. position. And that's going to be paramount to the cornerstone of this organization. And not having that, I think that's why, you know, Michael – and company will move, you know, look to move on come the offseason. I don't think that anything's going to happen during the year, but the fact that we're talking about Kugler getting dismissed, other coaches, you know, players uh, not playing, you know, making business decisions, losing the locker room, all when, when the the talk becomes more than the play, then there, yeah. there, there has to there 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 needs to be a change, guys, and that's what we're doing now. I know that part of this is our job, but you know, we haven't even talked about Monday Night Football yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, barely scratched the surface. I'm probably in the middle with both you guys. I think that probably just like two and four probably gets it done. I do think seven. It really kind of just depends on how the last month and a half looks. Like, are they competitive, but they're losing close games? Do the games look like the second half of last night's game? Like, are you going up against teams like Atlanta and Denver whose season, you know, Atlanta is in the playoff picture. I don't want to dismiss them, but like Denver season is lost. Like, How's that game going to look when you go to Denver and you play the Broncos with another coach that inevitably is going to be let go? I, I think we have to take it week by week with the optics. I also think as much as it, it hurts us to stomach, 
Hard Knocks plays a factor into this, and I have not felt good, nor has Bo, watching Kime and Bidwell buddy up in the in the yeah. their their luxury luxury suite up there. That does not look like a, a tandem that's going to break up anytime soon. Now, who knows? Michael Bidwell might have an inner circle that doesn't include Steve Kime, and hopefully, he's leaning on those people and they're giving him good advice right now. But, but man, I the biggest thing I think it would be is I think it would be a borderline slap in the face if you finish the season how you're playing right now to the fans and you're trying to sell them on the fact that come back to the stadium, we're going to have a good home stadium um atmosphere crowd support this team and people are just gonna be like well yeah we want to support you but you you got to meet us halfway here and that's that's the most frustrating part um but here's what i can tell you i guarantee right now there's gonna be some tickets on the cheap for this game coming wait johnny wait johnny Johnny. since you had mentioned hard knocks i wanted to just take a, a second to 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 praise our guys. I'm going to call them our guys because we support anybody that talks about the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Vince Morata and Dan Bickley for kind of speaking out and giving you guys the love that you deserved um, uh, based off of what happened last week and what their what the rep from uh, Hard Knocks had said. Um, I know Bob Big Manaman has a job to do and he and he had said that they didn't have the footage but listen I, I just appreciate the way you guys approach that whole thing i appreciate those guys for backing you guys up uh because we all heard what we heard last week mm-hmm. and and, it, and we didn't put words in anybody's mouth we just we took them at face value and so i just appreciated them going on the local uh, airwaves today and, and giving you guys some love for the for the great job you guys continue to do so i just want to make sure i said that out loud Thank you, Saul. We yeah, appreciate that. that. We that's, that's we leadership right there. Yeah. Well, Cardinals yeah. could use some of that. I think uh, <laughs> you could use uh, some tickets. This listen, I like. I we're frustrated with this team. I I would still love to go to the game on Sunday, especially if Kyler Murray's playing. We're going to talk about that here in a second. You can score tickets. I guarantee you, cheapest of the year, and then some. Only using the Game Time app. I know people, friends, and family they've used the Game Time app throughout the course of this year back when the team had hope for this season and you could get tickets up to 60% off when you buy them last minute. It's not just for football concerts, any kind of experience, check it out on game time. And the best way you can support us is buying your tickets through the link of the show description. And on top of that, underdog fantasy, my favorite fantasy football app. Listen, I'm not into these year long fantasy sprees. I don't like it. Half my team's injured. I didn't draft good players. I like a reset, right? I dabble. I gamble on a daily basis. I play fantasy on a daily basis, only using underdog fantasy. And here's the best part. You can draft your your team against five of your buddies, and the highest-scoring squad for the night wins that cold, hard cash. Hell yes. What better way than to celebrate Thanksgiving with a little underdog fantasy action? NBA, NFL, no position limits. You can do it using the promo code PHNX on the Underdog Fantasy app, and it's super easy to get started. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use that promo code PHNX and get this underdog. is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Hell yes, sign up today using that promo code PHNX. All right, friends, football talk. Kyler Murray, things are progressing, Bo. Could we see him (laughs) against the Chargers, who, by the way, are a a four-and-a-half-point home favorite or excuse me a road favorite to the cardinals k1 playing this weekend what do you know i mean cliff kingsbury was sounded really optimistic i mean take that with a grain of salt considering he said there was not going to be any coaching change staff uh, coaching staff changes and then 30 minutes later 
Sean Kugler is fired. So, you know, he, he seems like he said that Kyler Murray's progressing. He, he addressed as far as the video that ESPN showed of Kyler running. It looked like full speed. He thinks he's really close. But he also said this guy's that as far as what played a role in Kyler Murray, like he said it last week, he didn't hide from it, that they want him to be 100%. And a big part of that was having four of their five starters not in there and going up against this defense. So he didn't feel comfortable with a not 100% Kyler Murray going up against this front seven and taking more shots. Well, Bo, if you're Kyler Murray's camp, you feel great about that decision because I think it was smart. <laughs> but I don't know how you feel if you're Colt McCoy's family. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. anybody, you, you got to go out there and play the number one defense. Sorry, right. just go out there and do it. But, I, I mean, I, I think it's smart. Everyone wants to see – Kyler Murray at his best but that's one thing that we talked about when you get Kyler and he has these expectations that he can mitigate some of those I mean granted you have to be Superman in this league playing the quarterback position that's the expectation that you can you know out move out dazzle some of the best including you know those in your conference and Nick Bosa do I think it was a smart decision yes it's understandable I mean given what do we feel better let me throw this at you guys do you feel better if the Cardinals take the L and only lose by ten, and Kyler has a decent game. Do you feel, do you feel better about, I, about I, yeah, that? I do because I I I want to watch Kyler Murray play football, and I do think he makes this team more competitive. Now, depending on what you listen to lately, that maybe that's not how the team felt yesterday. I don't like hearing the the noise about Kyler Murray potentially not being a great option if he can't run. That's not how I want to feel paying somebody two hundred thirty million dollars. I can tell you that. But if Kyler Murray plays last night and he's able to extend drives, the only reason I would ever sit Kyler Murray is if there is legitimate fear for long-term injury like that. If they felt like he was one pivot or turn away from tearing something and of a long six-month recovery time into the offseason, that's that's it. But then, you know, you see footage of him sprinting around on the, you know, the 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 field before the game, and he looked good in practice as early as last Friday. He was moving around really well. I don't know, man. I'm of the mindset. No one's healthy in late November, and you need Kyler Murray to beat San Francisco. It's not. I think. It, I think we're all a little bit unrealistic. Colt McCoy, what he did two years ago. Number one, that Niner team is very, very different. They're much more talented now. And then just Kyler Murray, you paid him 238 million dollars because he gives you the best chance to win. So you, I think you have to lean into that. But if if he really didn't want to play, then I, I you can't make him play. No, you, I think he you, plays, guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I think he's gonna go. I know that J- Jalen said in the chat, you know, he's sticking to national reports, but I just think that the fact that dude, dude had a burst yesterday when they showed the video, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a little burst by Kyle, and I'm like, oh, well, what's wrong? And then obviously the you know the the inactives came out, so I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, maybe there's something to it, but it makes sense with you know that defensive line, and they were getting after Colt McCoy, and he looked you know, pretty banged up. And that's why we saw McSorley get in there and, and try and do his thing. But and I don't know if Kyler would have helped much. And just given the offensive productivity and how well that they played the week prior with Colt, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that would have made made a difference. And, and given Kyler's stature, if he's not 100%, it's okay for me. But moving forward, I think he goes to Chargers game, just given everything that has happened. I think it's important to this team having just the, con- the conflict amongst your teammates, right? Mm-hmm. Buddha with an ankle. You had, you know, uh, uh, Colt McCoy with the hamstring. All these players returned. And I know that, Johnny, to your point, you're getting paid $240 million. This, this always ain't going to be pretty. You know, the road, the road to Easy Street is through the sewer. 
And sometimes it's going to be tough. And I think that that's how you gain and earn the respect of the fans and why people show up and come back because they see those signature, those gritty performances. And we, you know, you need a little bit of that to, to lift up this fan base. And you can only do that with Kyler, Kyler Murray at the helm, guys. Is it, is it tough to say that you saved Kyler Murray by making a business decision to take your $230.5 million quarterback from playing behind a four backup offensive linemen against that front seven? And then is it a little hypocritical to say you got to play till the final whistle blows and go up against George Kittle as he's rumbling towards the end zone and not make that business decision and get out of the way and, and not, you know, sacrifice your body in a meeting, a, a game that's already determined at that point. I, for me, it's like, I wanted to see Kyler play hurt if he yeah. felt like he could go. So I'm, I don't ever like get my ass kicked on, especially in San Francisco on national TV. I don't, I don't want this, this fan base and this franchise to consistently be embarrassed. So I, I want everybody You're hearing to- cliff go through the, the laundry list of what is ailing Colt McCoy was ridiculous. He, he, we saw the finger, right? That was, that was caught by the Monday night cameras. He had the knee, right? He's got an elbow. The dude is absolutely banged up. He took one for the team yesterday by going out there and, and playing against that Niners Niners defense with that offensive line. So, and and they were they were within one score going into the locker room, and, and that's a tip of the cap. Do we table the conversation about what was said pregame about Kyler Murray, all the praise for Colt McCoy, and then the kind of the the, the hits that Kyler took from the Monday Night Crew for maybe tomorrow? Yeah, I mean that's that's and then that's their agenda too. I mean, yeah. now it's not great when you but, see but guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna, te- I'm, gonna te- I'm gonna tease a little bit. I'm gonna tease a little bit. I'm just going to talk about, and re- with respect to what Steve Young said, I'm just going to say keep that same energy when you're talking about Zach Wilson. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. That, that, and that's I don't all think I'm going to say. Don't. Booger McFarland shot some shots, you know, regarding, you know, saying that he's had a privileged life, blah, 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 you know, being held accountable and just summarizing. And then, you know, Steve Young took offense to that and, you know, talked about the reasons why. And then they had all these other reasons about, you know, study more, blah, 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 about Kyler. And to me, it's just like keep that same energy. That's all I would say. Keep that same energy with respect to quarterbacks. Steve Young's a little bit fraudulent, too. I don't really care what Steve Young (laughs) says. It hurts me when Fitz – I mean, Fitz and Kyler famously – Right. He's a great quarterback. Respect. Right. No doubt. I don't have to listen to what he has to say, though. Trevor, I do want to listen to what you have to say. A 499 Super Chat. Thank you, my man. Sons were in a similar situation. Cheap coaches and GMs. Uh, look how they turn things around when hiring a new coach who knows what he's doing and the GM. 100%. You get you hit on the I, right I combination. I will say this. I think that it, it's like a blind squirrel finding a nut in that situation because it was still Robert Sarver calling the shots at the end of the day. And he lucked into James Jones. And then, of course, James Jones made the right decision to get Monty Williams. I mean, it's, you, you, I think we're giving the Suns too much credit there after 10 years of futility. You know, sport, I mean, Donald Sterling was able to put on the court a playoff team at the time uh, before he was removed as, as owner of the Clippers. He was a horrible owner in every sense, but he was still able to get a winning team at some point. And, and the Cardinals were able to do that. But it's 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 really pulling the strings, empowering your GM, your head coach, putting them in the right situation so they can make you a perennial winner. That's what this fan base is starved for. They're tired of these like, okay, these consolation prizes of, oh, we, we improved from a 3-13 and 13 season a couple of years ago. If we're already back to the playoffs, we, we made it to the dance. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll improve next year, but if we don't, 
you know, no big deal. They want a, a team that's really going to contend. Sustained success. I mean, that's yeah. – and they got lucky with Bruce Arians. We've talked about that at nauseum, but you're right. They want somebody who can build a, a, a routine winner. That's what everybody wants. And the Cardinals have not been able to crack that code. But if you're Michael Bidwell, you're going to sit back and think, well, Steve has got me to this point, and I've won more games with Steve than than any GM in this franchise history. That, to me, will be the hardest decision he has to make because you fire Cliff, you have to fire Steve. There's no optics in which you can bring Steve back. So I think we're all on the same page. Like, time goes, Cliff goes, they're a package deal. But if, if not, I feel like there's a chance they could be back. If he convinces himself to keep Steve Kime, then it could be a scenario in which he keeps Cliff Kingsbury as well. We'll have to wait to see on that. But I want to remind everybody, so Thanksgiving is coming up in just two days away. It's going to be a time to meet with friends and family, to share stories and holidays, and to gamble on some pro mother effing football using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, I talked about Christmas in November, that meaning uh, Sunday morning, so many boosts, so many prop boosters, so many missions assigned to me by DraftKings trying to help me make money. If you feel like you got a big tab going for your Thanksgiving Day meal, try to make some coin back on DraftKings. They'll help you out. All you got to do, we'll help you out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. All you got to do is place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 back in free bets if they do. Good news, Cardinals don't play on Thanksgiving, so you don't have have your heartstrings tugged at you. Do I have to put money on the Cardinals? You do not. Only on DraftKings with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm a diehard for DraftKings. I'm also a diehard for mm-hmm. PHNX at gophnx.com. Become a PHNX diehard, brand new. And this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a free shirt or hat of your choice, not only this year, but every year you're a diehard. So this is not a one and done kind of scenario. So you can just bank it. You're a diehard. I get a shirt or a hat every year. No questions asked. You're also going to get access to our premium diehard level content. So 90 plus percent of the content right now, you can check it out. I I would recommend you do go phnx.com. Howard Balzer and company, phenomenal job. Most of it's free, but then there's that premium, that sweet, sweet premium that you can only get if you're a diehard, plus 20% off all merchandise throughout the year. Do it now. Join the PHNX community today. We're having a blast. Come hang out with us in the member Discord. Enjoy some therapy as we vent over this team's frustration that I mentioned 20% off all events, including stadium takeovers and tailgates. Too much good stuff to talk about. The Cardinals, they, they might be feeding you a shit sandwich on Sundays, but not PHNX, <laughs> not gophnx.com. Become a diehard just under 60 bucks for the entire year. You cannot beat it. Oh, man. What a, what a loaded Monday show we had for all the wrong reasons, Bo. Hey, Johnny. What's up? I have some news as well for the oh God. What's, PHNX what's fans. Oh, no. Uh, so we're actually doing a Black Friday sale. Ooh. Ooh. So the PHNX locker on Black Friday, you can get up to like 90% off, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. Um, and when you I know. So when you spend $75, you'll get a $15 gift card as well. Mm. Um, and if you're a diehard, you can double dip and use your diehard 20% off. And the yeah. Black Friday. So, so basically, you're just getting free shit. That's pretty that's much. We're just yeah, basically free. Away. I'm, we're not going to have jobs soon enough because of all the stuff we're giving away. But I'll say this. If you came here for the Sean Kugler news, the Arizona Cardinals moved off of their offensive coordinator, run game coordinator, because of an alleged incident that went down Sunday night. It's at the beginning of this show. So after we kind of shut things down, 
Watch the first, what, 10 to 15 minutes. We go in hard on the latest incident involving the Arizona Cardinals, and it's not even on the field after last night's debacle against the San Francisco 49ers. Sad, sad state of affairs for this franchise, but you know what? We're covering it. Come and enjoy some Cardinal therapy every day for PHNX Cardinals Live. We are back tomorrow for PHNX Hard Knocks After Dark. We're covering the big event, the big show. Will we get any insight? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not, but it'll be fun nonetheless. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like this video, share it around the old YouTube algorithm for DA Damian Anderson. Bobrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like, subscribe, leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. We're back tomorrow. Peace.